Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO series Real Time with Bill Maher. Start the clock. Good afternoon. At the Disappointed you do uh, applaud it like that. It's going to be a fantastic show, and uh, and I have important news for people who live in this city. A reason why you should be happy starting Monday, the LAPD will be wearing body cameras for the first time. Very good news. Of course, being Hollywood, the cops will be like, "Did you get my good side on that? Could I? Can we take that again? Because I uh, can I get a pin light in back of me and a." I'm not a teenager anymore. I could use a little backlighting. Uh, so, now that's good news. And uh, I would just say to all my black friends, uh, before leaving the house from now on, look in the mirror. And <laughs> say to yourself, is this really the outfit I want to go viral in? That's important. But... Uh, now, today's a very important day, the 10th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. And uh, George W. Bush went down there today to New Orleans. See, I told you he'd make it eventually. <laughs> also, this is important. Uh, Kraft Heinz, the food company, recalling two million pounds of turkey bacon. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with it. They just realized turkey bacon sucks. That's... <laughs> so, um... <laughs> now, have you detected what's going on here tonight? I am trying to avoid talking about Donald Trump. That's really what this is all about so far. And yet it's impossible. I mean, he's everywhere on every... I mean, the media... Oh, these fucking people. I, <laughs> CNN could not be any more obsessed with Donald Trump if that missing plane turned up in his hair. <laughs> Which it could. Uh, oh, his hair. His hair they cover. Uh, yesterday, Donald Trump brought a woman on stage to pull his hair to prove that it was real. We had to cover this. And by the way, it is real. It is his real hair. I mean, it's his ass hair. Ass hair. <laughs> brought up <laughs> over his head, but it is his real hair. So, no, I, I really feel like Donald Trump is such a perfect example of how people who are rich and famous can get away with doing and saying things that other people would never be able to get away with. It's kind of like the way Michael Jackson was able to get kids to sleep over in his bed. 
you know, he's rich and famous. Choosy mothers say, well, why not? You know? Uh, whereas, you know, <laughs> if Michael and his monkey were living in a van, I don't think that would be happening. Okay, but... <laughs> But Donald Trump, what can I tell you? He's pulling away like crazy from the field. Of course, if you ever met Ted Cruz, you would pull away too. Uh, but he seems to be expanding his appeal from hardcore racist to the casual weekend racist. Uh, it, it got ugly this week. Did you see in Iowa with Jorge Ramos? I mean... Oh, my God. Now, Jorge Ramos, the, the lead anchor on Univision, and he was at this press conference Donald Trump was giving, and he started to talk, and Trump says to him, go back to Univision. He had him physically thrown out of the room, and, of course, Trump's audience is like, see, he doesn't know how to get rid of Mexicans. <laughs> so now, of course, all the Republicans are scrambling to out Trump Trump with hating foreigners. Listen to this. <laughs> We're expecting a state visit from the Chinese president. Marco Rubio said today we should downgrade the upcoming Chinese state visit. Don't treat them, he says, to a state dinner. Yes, what a great mature way to get the Chinese. Have them come here, and then they have to order takeout. How about that? Oh. Meanwhile, on the other side of the aisle, I must say, Hillary Clinton's email problems are only getting worse. Now, I happen to think this is the biggest nothing-burger scandal, non-scandal ever. But you know what? I got to give it to the Fox News propaganda machine. They do know how to change opinion. The Quinnipiac poll came out. They Listen to this. They asked voters the first word that came to their mind when they heard Hillary Clinton. Overwhelmingly, that word was liar. Second was dishonest. Third was untrustworthy. Other words that came up, crooked, criminal, deceitful, phony, bitch, murder. And then the pollster said, Mr. Biden, I really have to make some other point. Uh, and <laughs> my favorite story of the week, Ashley Madison, you're familiar. That was the big story last week. The, the online dating site for spouses who want to cheat. Of course, it got hacked. They released all the data. Now they've crunched the numbers. Listen to this. Ashley Madison site. The active users, 37 million men, 12,000 women. <laughs> I love this. 12, there were 12,000 women for 37 million men. So when you see an exhausted-looking housewife in the grocery store... It turns out horny housewives looking for anonymous stranger sex are like moderate Republicans. They exist only in theory. All right. You're a great crowd. We've got a great show. We have Dana Rohrbacher, Wendy Davis, Robert Costa, and a little later be speaking with the Daily Beast, Michael Weiss, about ISIS. But first, he is a former U.S. senator, and I must say, a two-term senator who was very conservative and won in a blue state, also came in second, people forget that last time, and he's running again. Please welcome, I can't believe he's here, Senator Rick Santorum. <laughs> Senator Rick, thank you for coming, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, let's start with that, because people have short memories. They forget, you know, the last time, 2012, with yeah. the clown car, there were so many different people. They forget you are the guy who actually came in second to Mitt Romney. Yeah, and, and four years ago, I was sitting pretty much where I am today, uh, at the robust 1% level. And, uh, and, at the, right? and at the 2% level, two weeks before I won the Iowa caucuses. So um, we've, if you look at everybody else in the field, no one else has been able to uh, do what I've done, which is uh, start at the back of the pack. And finish first. Well, and let me ask you. That commends me. Uh, that, <laughs> I commend your spirit. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, but if you were not uh, at one percent, honestly, would you be here? Would you be on this show? I have been on your show before, as you recall. I, I was on Politically do. Incorrect uh, many or years I ago. Remember it like it was. It was it's <laughs> right there. Look, and we both smoked a lot of pot. Let's not. Let's not. It's a long, 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 long. <laughs> Let's not bust each other on memory. Okay. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming here. But, you know, I, I saw something you said. You were at a town hall in Iowa. They asked you about coming on here. And you yeah. said, oh, Bill Maher, he's going to drag me through the mud. Yeah. First of all, you're in California. It hasn't rained in four years. There's, there's no mud. Yeah. <laughs> and you said, but you wanted to come here because, uh, you know, the people who watch this show never see people like you. That's what you said. Mike Huckabee has been here just this season. So has Ann Coulter, Carly Fiorina. Haven't Mary heard Matt. many people like me. How's Dana that? Rohrbacker is right there. He's, he's not like me. He's Dana's got a hundred percent. He's got a hundred percent approval rating from the National Right to Life Congress. So we do have people like you. Good. Well, I'm I'm glad. Thank you. I hope you'll have me back. Right. You don't watch the show. Is what I'm getting. From. <laughs> That's okay. You, because you know you I don't should, watch a lot of TV. You should so. not watch the show. I, uh, it would upset you. No. It would upset I, you. I enjoyed your monologue. Okay. All right. Are you kidding All right. me? Thanks. It was fun. <laughs> yes, because I made fun of your rivals. Um, <laughs> but, and I know, I, look, you're a guy who, known for social issues, but, you know, you have a range of issues. You're a real politician. You served in the Senate. I want to get to some of those. Okay. So I just, but, but let's start with that only because... I'll tell you where you cross the line for me, because I do have a lot of... Ann Coulter is my friend, and I get shit about it from... Oops, sorry. Um, I get guff about it from liberals. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Darn. Um, but here's where you cross the line. You said it, but you were talking about contraception last time. Uh, you said, yeah. one of the things I will talk about that no president has, and it said it's not okay because it's a license to do things in the sexual realm that is counter to how things are supposed to be. And that's what bothers me. Yeah. A, a politician shouldn't say what, what sex should supposed to be. It should be everybody decides that for themselves. Well, I hear... <laughs> all right, all right. We don't have to do that. Here's what I say. I gave one interview one time on that, and uh, I wish I had not given that interview. Obviously, it's been quoted to me a million times. But look, Bill, I mean, uh, if you look at my political career, it's got a pr pretty good body of work that uh, has talked about providing people freedom and opportunity on a variety of fronts. Never uh, once did I say okay. that we should ban contraception or stop contraception. I was talking about it with a blogger at a restaurant and uh, talking about my Catholic faith. There was a lot of that before that comment. So if you became president, so, you would not impose your views on my lifestyle? Look, there's a lot of things. No, you're making no, me nervous no, now. No, that there's you a lot of things that, uh, that, that are immoral, like, for example, uh, Ashley Madison, that shouldn't be illegal. 
and and there, there's a role for the government. But you to think play. premarital sex is immoral? I do, and I, and, but, but I, don't I don't believe it. But I don't believe it should be illegal. I mean, that, okay. I, my, All right. we are we're we're allowed to disagree then with morality, but we're we, good. we shouldn't. I, I right. agree that it should then not be illegal. And that's in the past. All right. So um, let's talk now. Let's talk a little bit issues. I think that the, the two most important issues, the two questions, if I had just two questions for any politician. What are you going to do about climate change? Mm -hmm. And how are you going to get money out of politics? And, um, <clears throat> and we're going to run into problems there, because I don't think you think climate change is a real problem. And I'm, and not, I'm not alone. I mean, the most recent survey... You're not alone. The most recent survey of climate, uh, climate mean scientists not... said about 57% don't agree with the idea that 95% of the change in the climate is being wait, wait. caused by, S uh, say by that CO2. Again? There was a survey done of 1,800 scientists, and 57% said they don't buy off on the idea that CO2 is the, is the knob that's turning the uh, climate. There's hundreds Rick, of reasons I don't the know, climate change. I don't know what ass you're pulling that I'm out not. of. I'm not. I'll, but I'll that send, is I'll not, I'll you send, know I'll send that. you the survey. Okay. It's 1,800 I mean, climate scientists. So that's number one. Number two, the 97% figure that's thrown around, the head of the UN IPC said that number was pulled out of thin air. It was based on a, on a survey of 77, not even 97 scientists responded to that survey. So let's just get, let's talk about facts. And the fact is, lots of things cause climate change. And then let, let's talk about uh, another but, another point. Uh, what are you going to do about it? And and how do we? What? It, it, let's assume. What are you going to do about that, it? The answer is, if you look at what the president has proposed, an eighty percent reduction, an eighty percent reduction in emissions, and the consequence of that to folks that I am running my campaign on, which are folks that are blue-collar Americans who are losing jobs to China, losing jobs to Mexico, there, because we there have There are twice as many jobs in solar as there are in coal now. You're, you're but, living in the past. No, but the I know is, that's your country, no, Pennsylvania no, but coal it's, country. But it's, it's not just coal, it's manufacturing. And, and it's, you, the, the president's about to propose a regulation but, on ozone that according to the National Association of Manufacturing will destroy always... the manufacturing economy in this country. Well, it's already sort of destroyed. Well, but, it is because uh, we have, we have it's, regulations it's, it's that are overdone. Because, because rich people send jobs overseas. All right. let me, let me, they let me, send okay. jobs overseas okay. because okay. it's get expensive to, to manufacture well, wait a second. Because, the, of, because of climate, of other types of policies, the, including climate. The Pope made a very strong statement, very strong statement, in support of my position on climate change, not yours. And your position, when you heard that, was, hey, let's leave the science to the scientists. Okay, first of all, you're not doing that. But second of all... Oh, I, oh, this, oh, I am. You're not, because 97% of all scientists believe... Is this a bogus number? It's so not a bogus it's number. It's so a bogus Okay, number. yours is, mine no, is, no. yours is, mine is. <laughs> but, 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 how, but what I want to ask you is... I mean, the, you're, I'm not a Catholic. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm an atheist. But I like the Pope better than you do. And I That's wouldn't. Not true. And I wouldn't. But wait That's a second. Not true. You, you are, you're saying the Pope should the Pope. stick to what he knows. Which and is, I'm. Which is I find that so yeah, ridiculous. Because, this is what I always say. So much of religion is arrogance masquerading as humility. Should, he's the vicar of Christ, your God. Shouldn't you have the humility to say, well, if the Pope thinks cl climate change is a problem, maybe I should? He's the not Pope. just another guy. <laughs> If you, look, if you look at all the things the Pope said, which, which I hope you do, he put it in the context of trying to reach out to people uh, who may not agree with him on a whole lot of other issues in order to try to open up some doors and open up a conversation, which he's obviously done. 
I mean, Al Gore is now saying he's going to become a Catholic because of this president. I mean, because of this pope. Really? I mean, this is uh, he did. He said, you know, I'm, I'm considering becoming Catholic because of, uh, of Pope Francis. So I think he's trying to do something to break down some barriers, because if you look at, uh, at, what if at he, previous popes, they've been pretty much, you know, consistent on, on, on all these things and what would be seen in the world as conservative okay. positions. And he's trying to reach out and bring some other people in to, yes. to, to look at those. Things. I, I know that a pope, every time he speaks, he's not infallible. It's very That's rare. Correct. Once. What if he said this thing about climate change that he said in the in the context he where it is that. infallible, what if he did? But he wouldn't. What if he did? He, he would not because it's, the, the, uh, the Pope speaks about infallible things. Frank, it. call me. No, yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't. I mean, uh, the, right. the Pope doesn't. But if he would, did, this is well, <laughs> you'd be in. He would speak yeah, more about the infallibility right. of, of, right. of protecting human life and abortion and the and the and the tr- and the sanctity of marriage before he would dare walk into this All other right. mind. I hope when you rise in the polls. You will come. When? You will come. When? <laughs> when? You will come. come. On, we're, giving, we're giving, I bet you after this appearance. I hope you will come back. Senator, thank you so much for coming. It was a real pleasure. Rick Santorum, everybody. Let's meet our panel. Look how good I get along with conservatives, huh? Hey, Pally, how you doing? All right, he is a national political reporter for the Washington Post, our friend Robert Costa. How you doing, Robert? Great, great to be here. She's a former Texas gubernatorial candidate and state senator, famous for her 11-hour filibuster defending women's rights. Wendy Davis. Hey, Wendy. He is a 14-term U.S. congressman from California's 48th district and self-described surfer Republican, one of our oldest friends on the show, Republican Dana Rohrbacher. How you doing, Dana? Okay. So uh, we have some heavy topics to talk about. Let's get right to it. First of all, there was another horrific shooting this week, and it happened on camera, which, of course, is why the media covered it, because it's not actually weird to have a mass shooting, which is four people or more, That's including the killer himself. Apparently one a day in America, mass shooting. And whenever we have a shooting, it seems like each side goes to their corner, repeats the same things we've heard over and over again. I guess one question is, why is it news if nothing is going to ever change? But I would say one thing that does change is, at least on the right, they do change their talking points. Uh, Like with global warming, I was just talking about with Rick, you know, used to be, hey, I'm not a scientist. Now it's, oh, it's not settled science. You know, you got to come up with new bullshit. Uh, So for the gun issue, I noticed the new bullshit is, uh, well, it's a mental health issue. So if it's a mental health issue, why isn't the NRA, like, marching on Congress to get some laws passed about mental health and getting guns? Well, they always go there, Bill. They always go to the mental health issue as being the problem as opposed to the person who has a mental problem with a gun. That's the real problem. And I haven't seen any Republican congressperson or senator introducing any kind of a bill to try to strengthen the connection between mental health issues and the inability to buy a gun. This person clearly had demonstrated disabilities. But how could you? I mean, until someone actually commits the act... They're, all of us are a little crazy. Well, no, I mean, every no. disgruntled worker I mean, and jealous husband. Yes, I mean, you, you, nobody would get worker, a gun. This disgruntled worker threatened in a very severe way the people that he was working with. They had to call the police to remove him from the workplace. And the fact of the matter is, if there were stronger reporting requirements between people that show that kind of behavior, 
and into the background check system so that it would show up, that would help. But the further problem is that even if it were in the background check system, without universal background checks, that very same person could walk into a gun show anywhere in America and buy a gun. But do you really think the Democrats have any balls on this issue either? Well, unfortunately, know. there are some who certainly did not in the vote that took place about this not very long ago. That's the and, political reality. And, you know, what's really interesting about it what's is... What's the political reality? Well, I cover Congress and campaigns. There's a Republican Congress. There's not going to be any movement against the NRA and the GOP House or the GOP Senate. And I check in with these presidential campaigns. When a crisis like this happens, a tragedy happens, they talk about mental health. Because they know background checks have no chance, you don't see the leadership in either chamber pushing for it. So is this the political reality that there's no movement and no political capital to try to make this Because happen? both sides love guns. The Democrats well, just love them slightly less. Well, there's, there's a lot of people who uh, are very honest, hardworking Americans who would deeply resent if you would uh, deny them the right to keep and bear arms, which is a constitutional <laughs> privilege. Now, there are people who are unstable. We just talk about that. Well, they would say it's a right. Okay, well, I would I don't say... Wanna, I'm, I'm trying is, to save you from getting into trouble. No, no, it is a right. And, Dana Rohrbecker says it's a privilege. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a constitutional privilege, which is a right. And the bottom line is this, that if you want to take people who have committed violent felonies and say, here's the list of the people in this country who committed violent felonies, they can't buy guns, here are people who are maybe on certain meds or all psychographic meds, whatever they call them, uh, from uh, indicating that you have mental instability. You could make a list like that and say you can't sell to those people. The honest people of America wouldn't uh, be upset with that. But if you structure something so that an honest person loses his rights to defend himself and his family, then you have encroached on their rights. Okay. Well, another issue that came up this week that's also kind of hard to talk about. Uh, well, let's go to what Hillary Clinton said, because she riled up the usual suspects when she said, extreme views about women, we expect that from some of the terrorist groups. We expect that from people who don't want to live in the modern world, but it's a little hard to take coming from Republicans who want to be the president of the United States. Now, obviously, this upset a lot of people because they said she was comparing Republicans to terrorists. Not really, but considering that Republicans... It looked that way. That's you think so? It sounds like it. Well, I mean, considering that... Well, she, she, she said, we expect this from people who don't want to live in the modern world and terrorist groups. Considering that um, there are now three... And by the way, the Republicans are threatening to shut down the government over Planned Parenthood clinics. There are three Republicans now... Walker, Huckabee, and Rubio, who have taken the abortion debate to a place from, I think, uh, extremism to absolutism, where they are saying, even in the case of the life of the mother, we do not commit it, we do not perform an abortion. That is a little, I'm sorry, but terroristy. Well, I don't think it's, uh, I, I, I don't say that. I, I don't. I don't think that's as unnerving as when we see uh, uh, pictures that are coming out about from Planned Parenthood and people talking about selling body parts and how to get uh, a, a fetus out of a woman's body. That, with, 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 so it would be a whole body but that's so legal. they can sell the parts. That's a little unnerving, whoa, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. First of all, it's legal. No, it's, it's not. It's not legal to sell body parts. Well, 
the, of they, those fetuses or anything else. They're not selling the part. First of all, we're talking about hundreds of dollars. They're covering the cost of shipping and handling because, yes, fetal tissue has been very valuable in, in solving a lot of medical problems. Fetal t the 1954 Nobel Prize went to someone who worked in fetal tissue. They work with AIDS. They work with that's Parkinson's not, disease. They work with muscular dystrophy. That's, this uh, is not, they're not, you know, you... You, yeah. you make it sound like they're killing that, babies and selling them that, to carnivals. Are you trying to tell me that that's what these body parts are being sold for? Well, of course that's what they're being sold for. You know, and they're not body parts. They're fetal tissue. Right. Body parts. You make it sound like Frankenstein they, they is are, in there. They are body parts. Body, they're not body parts. Uh, listen, if you, can, if you can identify an organ of the body then that is a body part. And, they, and people, oh, who, are, people the, who are going to Planned Parenthood saying we The reason we're having will... this conversation at all mm -hmm. is because it has become the popular way of trying to attract a certain base of voters to a Republican candidate's election. And it is truly political demagoguery of the very worst kind. I, uh... Because, because, okay. caught in the crossfires of that demagoguery are real women who are losing their access to vital and important reproductive health care in this country. It happened in the state of Texas. Texas has defunded Planned Parenthood. And we saw the outfall of that. Approximately 180,000 women lost the only health care that they had in our state. And we're not talking about abortion clinics. We're talking about family planning, reproductive health care, cancer screenings, women who what? will now the, have cancer. The, the, there, there are 9,000 9, clinics in the United States that provide those services for women. Well, and, not and, and by the way, and, 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 and let me just let me just know, they this, will shut down. this is you think the summer of Trump's wild. They make one point, and that is, when you say that all of us who believe we're against abortion are doing it for only, for only political reasons, that, that listen, well, people can that's honestly disagree. That's people can honestly disagree with each other. Okay, and that, okay let's get to the honest disagreement. Office. First of all, uh, to your point about you mentioned all the things they do, Jeb Bush said yesterday, I for one don't think Planned Parenthood ought to get a penny because they're not actually doing women's health issues. <laughs> this is the fight Sounds this fall. like they might be. 97% okay. of what they do. 97% is in the arena of reproductive, contraceptive, and well women health care. Only 3% of their work is in the abortion And he's care the field. smart Bush? I, I, you know, I... I, 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 I sorry. And I, I just think we've been experiencing the summer of Trump. If you think that's the big story, just wait till Capitol Hill this fall. Ted Cruz, all of his allies in Congress, they're angling to have a shutdown. You nailed it. Because these social issues, they want them at the fore of the 2016 race. This is a party that's been trying to avoid the social issues for a year to move toward the center in a general election. Now Huckabee struggling in Iowa. Carson, Cruz, all these conservatives who feel suffocated by Trump's rise, they want to have a shutdown, according to their associates, because they think this fight could help revive their uh, campaign. And just to be clear, the three I mentioned say that if a woman is raped, she has to carry the baby to term. So a woman is raped. That's something that was obviously not her concern. Uh, then she gets pregnant, something else she didn't ask for. Now the government is going to step in and force one more thing she doesn't want upon her? Uh, you know, exactly. I, I, that seems exactly. outrageous even for the pro-life people. Do you agree with that? Uh, look, if someone believes that what we're talking about is a, is a little baby, uh, if someone believes that, 
that is what their moral position is going to be, that whatever reason, you don't kill a baby. If a baby is born uh, because there's been a rape, you don't kill the baby even if it's two days old. Well, if it's uh, three weeks before that, you don't kill it either. But and, if, that, and the people honestly can disagree. I, I, have, I don't uh, question anybody's morals on the other side of this issue. No, but, I'm, but we're just talking about forcing a woman to do something she doesn't want to no do. And there's no connection between that and removing the funding from Planned Parenthood that does 97% of the other work that they yes, do. Uh, they get no funding for abortion. None. Especially uh, since, maybe. yeah, that's it's, it's federally prohibited. Especially since most of what Planned they've, Parenthood does is contraception, which prevents abortion more than anything else. They, Shouldn't you be for that? Uh, uh, there, there are 9,000 9, community clinics that provide that same service, but don't provide the 500,000 abortions that Planned Parenthood has provided in the last two years. So uh, the question is whether it's abortion, because these other things can well, be taken care of. Let's listen to a, what doctor uh, by here's clinics. A, let's get a doctor's opinion on Dr. Ben Carson, <laughs> second now in the polls to, to uh, Donald Trump. He says there is no war on women. There may be a war on what's inside of women. <laughs> I, I could not and did not make that up. Uh, and he's and number two in Iowa right now, behind Trump. Right. I just got back from Iowa, South Carolina, Alabama. This issue is animating the Republican base. And, but I don't understand the overall strategy because Obama won women by a comfortable margin. He won single women 67 to 31. And they seem to be in a battle with each other to write off that vote in the hope of winning Kirk Cameron. I, 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 uh, uh, I, I, don't think the, I don't think the polls will indicate that the majority... The vast majority of people agree with what you're saying. I, I don't know right now. I know the wow. polls in the last two decades they have might. gone from being very much in favor of permitting right, but abortion. Republicans got to start now, winning back. So now women. maybe the majority of people do believe they got to win single women. They got to win one Latino. I mean, they got killed by Obama <laughs> on these, on especially young single right. women. Right. You have the Republican Party. You look at the map. It's so difficult for them to put together the coalition to get the White House again. If they start losing women, I went to a Trump focus group this past week. Even Trump supporters worry about his well, commentary on women. They worry about the party on women. Well, look, look, if you're going to get the Latino vote, which everybody keeps right. talking about, the Latino vote abortion is a very important issue. True. As uh, you know, right. these are these are issues okay. that are important to those people, and they are but, good people. Good people can disagree on this issue. And we have to take into consideration and treat each other with respect rather than saying it's a bunch of political uh, shenanigans. Okay. All right. So as long as Hillary Clinton brought this up about uh, people who live in the modern world and terrorists, uh, I say to her, you Islamophobe Hillary. No. <laughs> That's what stupid people say to me. Um, but uh, ISIS is in the news again. Uh, I don't know if they inspired the attack on the French train that I think we can all agree provided us with three true American heroes, USA, USA. Um, but uh, there's always a story in the news, it seems, about somebody trying to join ISIS. Here last week or two weeks ago, it was a couple, a young couple in Mississippi. Did you see this? These two, I think they were about 20 years old. They were getting married and pretending to go on their honeymoon, but really they were going to join ISIS. And people are very concerned. Why does ISIS have this hold over young people all around the world going to join them? They're great at propaganda. 
Uh, this started with Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda has a magazine. I'm not kidding about this. It's called uh, Inspire. There it is. That's a real magazine. And then ISIS came out with Dabiq. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right so they don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> Dabiq. And, and these have done so well now. <laughs> you can tell. Here's where the joke part's coming in. Uh, now ISIS is coming out with a woman's magazine. It's called Uncosmopolitan. <laughs> Would you like to know some of the articles in it? Of course you would. There are articles like how to drive your man wild. <laughs> that is if you were allowed to drive. <laughs> I was mistaken for a voting booth. Five signs your burqa is too boxy. <laughs> the day I felt the sun on my face, one woman's amazing story. Oh, I'm glad they're laughing. Seven sexy outfits guaranteed to get you beaten with a stick. <laughs> Five moves that will make him forget those 72 virgins. <laughs> and of course, what woman's magazine wouldn't have? Who wore it best? Getting the trust back when you've caught him raping someone else. Oh, <laughs> and your most secret confessions, I parked the car, and I liked it. All right, he is the senior editor for the Daily Beast and author of ISIS Inside the Army of Terror. Please welcome Michael Weiss. Michael, how are you, sir? Michael Weiss is over here, everybody. Hello, our panel. Okay. All right. Now, Michael, what a perfect introduction for you, our yes. little bit about <laughs> ISIS, and you wrote the book about ISIS. First of all, I have to ask you, does ISIS like it when you write books about them? Or? Yeah, it's, it's funny you should mention does that one guy, way, right? one guy actually kind of blurbed us on Twitter. He said, you know, this isn't a bad narrative. I'm not sure if we should put that on the, the, the next issue, to be honest with you. Well, the mafia loved The Godfather. That's true. They also stole yeah. our book and, and published it in pirated form. Is that so right? I think they're learning a thing or two about themselves. So, uh, what, was the uh, was the t train uh, uh, thing in, in France was that uh, inspired by ISIS? It's, I think, too soon to tell. I mean, look, the problem we have with these acts of terror in Europe, Al Qaeda is now competing with ISIS. Right? Uh, ISIS was used to be part of Al Qaeda, and they sure. split two years ago. The way they compete is for doing with by doing these spectacular assaults. Right? This is the way they drum up recruitment. This is the way that they show we are the vanguard jihadi party. In the world. And this is how they improved upon right. Al-Qaeda, right? So Al-Qaeda wasn't good at media like that. Right. No, well, Al-Qaeda just been has, Laden in a cave. Yeah, no, no ISIS production has, value. I, exactly. Totally. Totally. No, well, truly. Actually, the guy who founded ISIS, Abu Musab al-Zarqawi, the Jordanian, sure. you remember him because we all watch these videos. They dress their hostages in the, the Guantanamo Bay-style orange jumpers. He's the guy who specialized in this. Nicholas Berg, the American contractor, beheaded on camera. Right. But it was very it was it was very amateur film compared to what's now high production value. It's like a twisted Michael Mann film that they're they're putting out. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So this guy on the train, I mean, he he's first they he said he was robbing it. Right. And I knew he wasn't robbing it. I mean, he had with him cans of gasoline. Right. He had huge arsenal. It, it not, it's not a robbery. Right. First of all, why would you need to, that to rob it? Why would you rob a train that's moving? And First with an AK-47. Pretty hard to get. Right. Um, but I knew that if I said something, if I tweeted something about, you know, he's not robbing, it'd be, oh, Bill Maher, you bigot. You know, Muslims can just rob. They don't have to always be on terrorism. <laughs> 
It's like, do we always have to play this game? Right. Uh, but the other thing I want to ask you is that so many times we see these attacks, they're, they're terrorists are so bad at terrorism. Yeah. I mean, obviously all it takes is one, so we're not being cavalier about it. But we had the, the car bomber locked himself, the Times Square bomber locked himself out of his car bomb. Right. The underwear bomber couldn't light his underoos on fire. And <laughs> Why are they so bad at it? Well, a lot of these guys, I mean, they, look, Al-Qaeda... First ISIS, time. First time, and they're cannon fodder. They don't go, they don't say, come over here... We'll put you through jihadi training camp. We'll teach you how right. to shoot a, a rifle or a machine gun or how to build a bomb. You showed an image of Inspire, the Al-Qaeda propaganda rag. The most famous article they ever published was called How to Build a Bomb in the Kitchen of Your Mom. Now, if you're a guy living right. in like... And that's know, real. You're not kidding. No, I'm, I'm not making this up. Right. If you're a guy living in Minnesota and you try to build a bomb in the kitchen of your mom, you're going to blow your goddamn face off right. more likely than actually construct <laughs> yeah, a viable yeah, that's weapon. that's right, yeah. So, yeah, there's, a, there's sort of a keystone cops aspect to a lot of this. But look, as you mentioned... It only takes one, right? The Zernaev brothers, they got lucky in Boston, right. didn't they? Uh, we've been incredibly lucky. A lot of this is to do with, frankly, very good police work. FBI Counterterrorism Task Force, you mentioned these two, this couple from Mississippi. The girl, they were caught because they were talking to undercover FBI agents, thinking they were ISIS jihadis. And one of the girls, actually, or the, the, the female of the, the pair said, oh, gee, I, th I think the FBI will probably stop us before we board the plane to Turkey, saying this to an FBI agent. So she was right, actually. Now, the people, when they caught that couple in Mississippi, yep. everybody around them said, I can't believe it. They seem like such nice people. They didn't betray their ideas at all. Right. The Sarnayev brothers same thing. Most of the terrorists, this is the reaction. This is what is so scary to me, right. is that Muslims in our society, they live in the society. They seem to enjoy Western society. And there must be something in their brain that is saying, oh, but you really should feel kind of guilty about that. Well, what, uh, we were talking yeah. before, but how do you know when the person is going to snap? How do you know? The Sarnayev kid was popular. Right. He was good-looking. He had girlfriends. He had money. And the most interesting thing is it's usually, it's not people who come over from foreign countries, right? Their parents come over. They want to make a good living. They want to live the American dream or the British dream if such a thing exists. And their children become radicalized and then right. set things off. So Jihadi John, Mohammed Mwazi. His dad was a black taxi driver in London. You know, middle, middle class kind of background. Sure. How did this happen? He got a degree in engineering. You mentioned the underpants bomber, Abdul Muttalib. Right. His father was a minister in the Nigerian government who actually blew the whistle. He said, I think my son's becoming a terrorist. This guy actually was president of the Islamic Society at his university in London and putting out videos that were celebrating the 9-11 attacks and actually propagating the, the sermons of Anwar al-Awlaki and al-Qaeda cleric. He may have actually um, gone to a mosque in London where Al-Aqi's Al sermons were being broadcast. So this is all happening. We all say, how did this happen? We didn't see it coming. Actually, we do see it coming in a lot of instances. You can tell when your children mm. are kind of going down this wayward path. In a lot of cases, you know, everybody rebels when they're young, when they're an adolescent. Right. But if you start watching the YouTube videos, praising jihad, start making excuses for what ISIS is doing, the moral equivalency argument. These are all telltale signs, you know? How do we encourage the moderate Muslims to step forward? I mean, Nina Burley, the excellent writer, wrote an article called Why Not More Muslims Denounce Their Co-Religionists' Barbarism, subtitled Talking to You, Reza Aslan. Uh, and then I read about the four bloggers in Bangladesh yep. who have been killed just this year, just because they were writing things that were somewhat critical 
Well, that's why it's hard for moderate Muslims to well, step forward. I on. get it. Why, what can we do to change that dynamic? You know, it's amazing. A lot of moderate, moderate Muslims do step forward. You mentioned the Bangladeshi Yes, bloggers. there are brain, one brave of them, ones. One yes. of them was a, a, from a Muslim background. He was an atheist. There have been petitions sent to the Bangladeshi government accusing them of being accomplices to these crimes by not investigating them, not going after the perpetrators. Of the signatories of those petitions, a lot of them are, are practicing Muslims, scientists, writers. Some of them even live in Bangladesh. So imagine the kind of balls it takes to do that. Right. You know, Charlie Hebdo, you talked right. a lot yeah. about this on the show. In Beirut, Lebanon, the day after the attack, nobody, this wasn't on the front page of the New York Times. There was a rally, over 500 people in attendance, Christians, Sunni, Shia, standing in solidarity with the slain journalists in, in Paris, while Western intellectuals were making excuses for the terrorism and saying, well, the cartoonists brought it on themselves. They offended Islam. These were Muslims doing this and risking their life in a country that's largely controlled by a terrorist organization, no less. Well said. Uh, let me bring this back to our immigration problem, because, you know, the, the right-wing parties in Europe are getting stronger, and it's a lot of it is because the liberals had their eyes shut about this right. issue for a long time. It's not my fault. Um, but it's so interesting that, you know, Europe has a really nasty immigration problem yes. that can be violent. We have just friendly people south of our border who want to come here and exploit us by picking our fruit. And, and the racism out of the Trump camp is getting really kind of nasty. Uh, get out of my country, is what his bodyguard said to Jorge Ramos. Uh, Trump said, go back to Univision. He said the man was very emotional. These are not the, that coded code words. Those two guys in Boston last week who kicked the shit out of an immigrant and then said Trump was right. Mm -hmm. um, he, Donald Trump was in Alabama last week. Here's what one of his supporters said after the rally. He said, hopefully if Trump's elected president, he'll make the border a vacation spot. It's going to cost you $25 for a permit, and then you get $50 for every confirmed kill. I was there. You were there for that rally. I yeah. was there with the covering Trump in Alabama. The, the most fascinating thing about that crowd, a lot of white working class people, a lot of white collar people from all around Alabama, the Florida panhandle, insurance salesmen, teachers, they're clicking with Trump. Can you get away with talking about black people like this in America at this point? I don't think no, so. You can kick Mexicans not. still, but, but this is about... This is pretty. This is pretty out there, and you know, uh, if if I was, if that was my party, uh, you know, I'd be a little ashamed. I think you're absolutely right. I, uh, that, uh, but remember, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, 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 Trump is bombastic and he's arrogant and he's uh, doing this in a very personal way with, uh, especially with Mexicans and Mexican Americans. But what he's, why he is catching on, which, by the way, I disagree with him half the time on this issue, is he is addressing the illegal immigration issue, which is affecting middle-class American uh, working people in a very detrimental way. No. Uh, he's, no. He's, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I will tell you. The reason why everybody else says no, you, you, I don't know if you live in a gated community or if you have guards or whatever. I have but guards. People, you have guards. I have guards and oh, gates. Okay, well, the, the, the bottom And dogs line, and the, bombs. There you go. Well, <laughs> well when you're uh, ordinary Americans. And drones. It, uh, a significant... So just try it, Isis. Yeah, but is this Trump phenomenon going to even end? A significant number of Americans 
have had a, a very negative impact on their life of out-of-control illegal immigration into our country. Now, he's wrong. Well, now you do sound like He's wrong in several of his solutions. That's no, what he, he's uh, wrong in several of his but, solutions, but he is right in addressing an issue. He's race-baiting. He's race-baiting. He's race-baiting. And he knows that's what he's doing. Uh, he knows that's what he's doing. It's a, a, a book out of the George Wallace playbook, essentially a page out of the George Wallace playbook. <laughs> I, I think this guy is a European-style demagogic politician in the American context. This like, is our Berlusconi, like you know? Like Pen. Totally. You know, almost ideology doesn't even matter. Far left, far right. It's whatever right. appeals to if, the chief. If illegal immigration was not an issue that the American people were concerned about on a very personal level, they'd never put up with this negative attitude well, that he's got. I, they may be concerned about it. It doesn't mean that it's real. They, the Republican side especially is great at fantasy issues. Oh, well, the truth is that net immigration right. from Mexico... Uh, has been zero for the last seven or eight years. Well, that's, they, what, that's what your experts can tell you. The bottom line is it's not just Mexico that we're talking about. This isn't a Mexican issue. This is an okay. issue about can, massive flow of illegals that can would I just, bid down the wages of our people, right. consume education okay. and health care benefits Let's get that rid of all belong of to the American people. Somebody's got a champion. Can I just vent for one impact. second about the media on Donald Trump because they keep complaining that, well, he's at the top of the polls. We have to cover him. Maybe he's at the top of the polls because you cover him endlessly. Exactly. And I was watching CNN was going to do a special on Katrina. They blew it off for this 55-minute bragathon Donald Trump speech. Just let me summarize what Donald Trump said. First, he brags about how he didn't do The Apprentice, gave up a lot of money. Then he brags about, in Business Week, they named me a while ago the best in a people's poll of negotiators. People, then he says, most people don't know. I own the Bank of America building in San Francisco. I got it from the Chinese. I did great. A good impression. Then he goes to China. They've taken our money and our jobs. It's one of the greatest thefts in the history of the world. That's the way Hitler used to talk about the Jews. Okay, they didn't steal anything. We gave them our jobs. Rich people like that fuck sent them overseas on purpose. You keep saying, you know, everyone says the media should cover less Trump. I entirely disagree. Trump needs more coverage. He's the front runner in the Republican Party. Look into his business dealings. How did he make the real estate money? What's his political path? I don't hear any of that. Well, we're looking into it at the Post. I know other newspapers are. I mean, the the level of coverage is maybe saturated. But Trump, he's the front runner in the Republican Party. And if he wins those Deep South primaries in early March, he could well be the nominee. Deserves more coverage. As a Democrat, I say keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. But but because Trump has all of these uh, drawbacks, which they do, and I agree with your criticisms of what you're saying about him, that doesn't mean the issue that is driving this is something... By the way, it is China. harm average Americans. You got you Okay, got, you said uh, that. Yes. And well, I disagree. Okay. Let me go back to his speech. Well, you live behind a guarded gate and I don't. Not a, what do you mean? What's to do with with the fact that if 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 we didn't do these jobs, they wouldn't get done. Let it illegal immigrants. The, John McCain said this years ago. He said you, Americans have 
old school Richard, what is the phrase Trump always uses? Silent majority. This is Richard Nixon style politics. Run against the elites. A, te- a person who says he's worth $10 billion is running against the political system and the elites using language like guarded gates. That's why Trump's connecting. Right, Congressman? He that is he- exactly why Trump is connecting because people who live behind guarded gates don't see the security of their neighborhood going down because of a massive That's flow class of illegal warfare. Illegal How many people in this audience don't live behind a guarded gate? this problem with immigrants? No, no, no. Crime. Crime that's committed by illegal immigrants. Let me tell you look, something. Look, this is, I've this lived is in California myth. for 32 years. Yeah. I think the Latinos are the only people who work hard out and here. You know, they're, they're, The Latinos, it's always making it a racial issue. This isn't the Mexicans. This is a... What were we talking about? Look, if you take a look right now, what you've got in this... coming from Mexico, the Swedes. Immigration makes cities safer. They have done studies. This is the biggest myth going, that illegal immigrants, you know, like Trump comes out and says, who's doing the raping, who's committing all the crime. It's actually not the the immigrants coming to this country, lawfully or unlawfully. But but that's the scary thing about the Republicans. They don't care about facts. Jorge Ramos said to him... Uh, sir, the wall won't help because over 40% of illegals come by plane and just stay. And Trump says, I don't believe it. It's the biggest applause. But it's not true. They're not coming from, they're not coming from Mexico. Also, the they made up this figure that Ann Coulter just took out of her ass that it's not 11 million illegals, it's 30 million. It is, at least. It is, uh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, panel. We have to put it aside for another day. But it was lively. We have to go to new rules now, everybody. New rules. New rules, stop sending me this photo of a Trump rally with the sign, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for President Trump. It's not the sign that worries me. It's the baby. That look on his face says, I have seen the future and I want back in the womb. (laughs) New rule, don't judge how poorly the stock market is doing based on the reaction of the traders on the floor. They flip out over everything. These guys pictured here are just ordering coffee. (laughs) That's so true. Neural Fox News must capitalize on the current mood of their viewers and create their very first children's show, Anchor Babies. <laughs> Laugh and learn along with Jesus, Wang, and Muhammad as they steal your hearts the way they stole their citizenship. They're adorable and they're deportable. They're adorptable. New rule, someone must explain to the Missouri woman who saw an image of Donald Trump in it. In a tub of margarine that, that's not an image, that's actually Donald Trump. Yes. It's true. Every night at midnight, he must return to his plastic tub. And assume his natural state, a viscous, oily goo. Because Donald Trump is actually a vampire made of vegetable oil. Condemned to an eternity of anger tweeting until somebody spreads him over corn. (laughs) 
Nero, you can get mad at this fat kid for tripping at the museum and punching a hole in a 350-year-old painting worth a million and a half dollars, but you've got to give him credit. He doesn't drop his soda. <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> and finally, new rule, someone has to break it to the world's religions that they have something in common with Addie, the new female sex pill. Yes, that's right, there's now a pill that makes women want more sex, but can also lower blood pressure and put you to sleep. It, it was invented by Bill Cosby. <laughs> I know what you're asking, Bill. What could a female sex pill possibly have in common with religion? Well, both try to tell you that your sexual urges, as you feel them, are just not right and need adjustment. People have been calling Addie the female Viagra, but no, Addie is a mood drug, whereas Viagra is for men who still have the desire for sex, but physically can't. Their penis used to go up like a lightsaber and... Now it goes on like hanging Christmas lights. <laughs> Viagra simply addresses blood flow, which is why so many first-time Viagra users never refill the prescription. They think it's going to make them horny for their wives again, but they end up watching Sports Center, same as always. <laughs> Except with a raging heart on, which sounds bad, but it actually creates the perfect place to stack your onion rings. But, <laughs> but Addie isn't a drug for making women able to have sex. It's to make them want to. And that's why it's so wrong. It's medicalizing a woman's natural mental state. You're not just not in the mood. The drug company says you have sexual desire disorder. Except it's not a disorder. It's the perfectly normal result of having to wash your husband's dirty drawers every day for the last 10 years. <laughs> but wait, now that we have this pill for women who don't want to have sex but want to want it, maybe we need a pill... F <laughs> maybe we need a pill for people who don't want to take the pill but need to be made to take it. Introducing Pillify. <laughs> Pillify, the pill that makes you take the pill that makes you want to want what you don't really want. <laughs> ask your doctor if Pillify is right for you. Ask him to ask us, and we'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we checked, and he said, fuck yeah, it's right for you. Look, why should people who aren't that into sex be made to feel like they need medication? And conversely, why should people who want a lot of sex be made to feel like they need a cold shower? Which brings me to religion. And Josh Duggar. Josh, of course, is one of the 19 Duggar children from that horrific reality show. And as a professional Christian, he'd been getting paid to preach about only using his penis to procreate with his God-sanctioned spousal vessel. 
And yet Josh, it turns out, had not one but two accounts on Ashley Madison. And on his profile, under turn-ons, he basically listed all of the above. He was seeking tall women, short women, long hair, short hair, girl-next-door type, naughty girl type, basically anyone who wasn't breastfeeding in a prairie dress. <laughs> and he blamed his infidel infidelity on a porn addiction. Oh, Josh, dude, you're just horny. I'd say the genie is out of the bottle, but I'm afraid you'd bang the genie. Or the bottle. <laughs> but, look. <clears throat> Josh Duggar, like lots of people, just wasn't cut out to be married. Isn't it a bit weird that in a country which now celebrates every alternative gender and sexual choice, we're still judging and micromanaging straight sex? Caitlyn Jenner gets up at the ESPYs in a dress with tits and a dick under it, and there's not a dry eye in the house. Somehow with gay and transgender people, we celebrate, as we should, the concept of I am who I am, I was born this way, this is my truth. Well, great, but could we get the same deal for the other 95% of us? If If you don't want to fuck your husband, fine. And if you want to fuck a lot of people, fine too. Whatever you want should be fine. Because when it comes to sexual freedom, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> All right, that's our show. We'll be off next week, back on September 11. I'll be at the Century in Wichita, September 12th at the Washington Pavilion in Sioux Falls, September 13th at the Embassy in Fort Wayne, September 19th. I want to thank Robert Costa, Wendy Davis, Dana Rohrbacker, Michael Weiss, and Rick Santorum. Join us now for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you, folks. All new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 11 or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more info, log on to HBO.com.